Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Today, if you have your Bibles ready, we have special guest, Pastor Jimmy Rosas from Grace Calvary Chapel. He'll be teaching in the book of Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. The title of the sermon is Joseph Just at the Right Time. Here's the first half of this two-part study. So our Father's Day teaching will be off of in the book of Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Um, I've titled this, Joseph Just at the Right Time. Little play on words. It's not that he's just at the right time. He is. The Lord placed him there for a reason. But the word just, I'll give you the definition of it in in the Hebrew, I'm sorry, in the Greek, and, and he's, he was a just man. The scripture calls him that. And so Joseph, just at the right time. And so this will be a teaching a little geared more to, to fathers, uh, to the leaders of the home, not because we called it, but because God called it like that. And that's how it is. And we need to, as men, take up that role. And, and I applaud you, those that do, but there, we're always a work in progress. We, we can learn better. We can do more. And that, that goes for myself. And so at the end of this teaching, I'll share 10 points. And it's not an exhaustive list, right? But it's 10 points that as men, we can do this. We can strive to do this. And, and so many more, right? It's not an exhaustive list of how to be a godly husband, a godly father, a godly man. Amen. Um, so we are here, um, just real quick, Mike did touch on, we've had a pretty rough little time. Uh, I guess the last three years really been kind of rough. We've had a, just um, deaths in the family, like back to back to back to back to back. Um, and as hard as that is, right, we had a nephew, I had a nephew go be with the Lord. I had my brother-in-law go be with the Lord. I had my sister go be with his wife, go be with the Lord. And then most recently we had um, my mom go be with the Lord. And we just actually did a second memorial for her yesterday um, in San Antonio. And and I I say second memorial because we had to do one in California for the family over there, friends. You know, and then she wanted uh, another one here. So I'm honoring mom, right, (laughs) to honor our mothers and fathers and listening to my mom. Um, even though she's gone to be with the Lord. But through all that heartache and hurt and sorrow, we can be joyous, amen? Like that song we sang earlier, there's joy in the house of the Lord. Why am I joyful? Well, because my family all knew the Lord. Because every single one of them, 
that went on to go be with him is with him. I know that. I trust in that because I trust in the scripture. And I know that they called upon God at some time in their life. And so how can I not be joyous? How can I not be strengthened even through the hardship, even through the pain? How can I not be comforted by God and by his word? Amen. I know Mike already read this scripture, but I want to read it again. Matthew uh, chapter 1, verse 18 through 25. And you don't have to stand. And then we'll open up in prayer. But the word of God reads like this. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to, G- to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to, dissolve, to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we do thank you, Father, for this time. Thank you for this opportunity to just um, share your word, Lord God. It's always such an honor, Lord. And I pray that as Mike was thanking the servants, Lord God, that, that they know it's such an honor to serve God in any capacity, whether you're in the spotlight or whether you're behind the scenes. It's all important. It's all equally important. And it's all equally such an honor to serve you, Lord. I remember... <laughs> I remember cleaning the parking lot, <laughs> and, and I, was, I was good with that. I was fine with that. That was enough for me, but Lord, you did this wondrous work in my life, and so I pray that upon all these servants, Lord, that they'll never grow tired of doing the work for you, that they'll never get dismayed, and that they'll just fall in love with you so much more, Lord. So, Father, come and have your time here in this place, in this in, in this, uh, everything that we do here, Lord God, with the teaching, with your word, Lord God, with the baptismals. Father, if, if, if your Holy Spirit impresses himself upon someone here, anyone else here that wants to get baptized, Lord God, may they allow that, Lord. I thank you for guiding my family all safely here. I thank you for their safe passage, Lord. And I just thank you, Father God, for what you're doing in our lives, in our marriages, in our families. Continue to just do this mighty work here in this, in this ministry, Lord God. It, it just encourages me so much. Father, continue to bless Mike and Teresa. Everything that they put their hands to, Lord God, that you may prosper it, Father. Bless their, their ministry. Bless their fellowship, Lord God. Bless every person here, Father. We love you, Lord. We thank you. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So it's interesting to me that the Bible through the Gospel of, of Matthew records the, the, the birth of Christ as from the point of conception to the point of being born and named. Just a gentle reminder that the little one in the womb to be born is alive and is a human child, not a clump of cells or any other crazy title that society has mislabeled children with in the womb. And that's as political as I'll get. That, that's all I have to say about that. But as you read the scripture, you see that it calls a child from the beginning. Amen. 
Verse 18 says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. So verse 18 goes down like this, right? When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, notice the scripture says his mother, when speaking of Mary, right? Speaking of Jesus, his mother being Mary. But when it speaks of Joseph, it, it simply states Joseph. We, we got to remember, Jesus is the son of the almighty God. Amen. He truly is. And, and before we go a little further, betrothal is something of a mystery to us. Okay. We, we don't live in a nation or a region that practices this. Uh, we're not in a society or a culture that participates in this. So sometimes we can think like, what is that exactly? And then people who are opposed to the Bible, they try to use the different words that are used here that the Bible has error, which is wrong. The Bible does not have error in it. It is inerrant. And so, well, they'll say, well, wife, and then it goes back to not his wife, and then, and then they get married, and then it's wife, and they're like, well, yeah, it's messing. No, it's not messing up. You got to understand the meaning of betrothal, and then it'll help us out. There are essentially three points to know that can help us better understand betrothal. It began with an engagement between a young woman and a young man, usually set up by their parents. The betrothal period followed the engagement period and made the engagement official and binding. This period usually lasted a year. During this time, the two were considered husband and wife. Hence, that's why you have the scripture calling husband and wife. Even though they weren't technically fully husband and wife yet, they were considered husband and wife through that period, during that period. And the betrothal could only be broken by an official bill of divorce. So it's as if they were married already. And lastly, the actual marriage wedding and consummation, knowing each other, okay, of the marriage came after the betrothal, betrothal year period. Okay, and all that is, is, is touched on within the scripture here. So as we continue in verse 18, before they came together, right, the Word of God states that, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And I know this passage is used many times for Christmas services um, or even Father's Day, you know, special event like today, teachings, right, the Father's Day teachings. But in all this, I believe we don't see the severity of this young virgin's mindset, of, of Mary's mindset. We can't imagine. We, can't, we can only imagine her thinking what is Joseph going to do? I'm pregnant. I haven't known him. I haven't been with him. What is Joseph going to do? What is he going to think? How am I going to tell him? How am I going to break this news to him? We can only imagine that. What are my parents going to do? They already made the deal, so to speak. And we know there was livestock included and involved with all this, okay? I know my, my senior pastor, Joe, he jokes about, you know, that's a 10-cow that's a woman, <laughs> you know, where, where how they used to barter and all that. And then, but so this was already done by the parents. What are my parents going to do? And then, honestly, she's thinking probably I can be stoned if accused of sexual infidelity, which was the law. That was the law at the time. 
I can be stoned if, if, if accused of sexual infidelity, which was the law. And remember, they were in a contractual agreement. It was binding already. Okay? He, she was considered his wife. She could have been taken out and stoned to death. So can we imagine what Mary is going through? Probably not. And as men, this is why I'm touching on this, because as men, we many times don't feel our wife's emotions. We don't feel their fears in the same manner. We're not compassionate to them in that way, as much as we try to be. I try to be, but I know I still fail horribly. And I love what the scripture says as we go on, right? Because Mary, through all this fear and anxiety, she trusted in God. The four little words from the Holy Spirit reinforces the fact that Christ was sinless. Had he been born of a sinful man, he could not have had a sinless nature. Romans 5.2 speaks, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. Speaking of Adam. But Jesus wasn't born of a earthly father. He's born of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So he was born of woman and Holy Spirit so that he is 100% man and 100% God at the same time. I know we can't wrap our heads around that. When we get to heaven, maybe we'll finally understand that. It's one of those things that it's true and we just have to trust in that. Amen. But getting back to Mary, men, we need to be compassionate towards our spouses and our children's concerns their fears, even their interests. We don't always understand what others are going through, right? We get that. Oh, get over it already. <sighs> Again, really, you're going to bring that up? How many times? We need to be compassionate instead of saying those things. We need to be compassionate about what others are going through, what our spouses are going through, what our children are going through, amen? but we should strive to be compassionate towards them. Just as our Father, just as our Heavenly Father is compassionate towards me. All those deaths that I shared with about with you guys, you know, on the second one, the third one, it wasn't like God was like, really, Jimmy, again? Again, Jimmy, you're going to cry? Get over it already. You know it's something that happens. It's promised in the Bible. Death will be, you know, it's promised. Death will come to everyone. You know it's something, a part of life, Jimmy. Get over it. God's not like that. He's a compassionate father. He's a very compassionate father. It doesn't matter how many times I'm hurting or I need his compassion or I just need him. I just need to hold on to him like Abba, Father, Daddy. Lord, help me through this. He's quick and he's compassionate to hold me, to strengthen me, to uphold me, to lift me up, to comfort me. And how beautiful that is. He's compassionate to me no matter how many times I need it. And men, as godly men, we need to be compassionate to our wives, to our children, no matter how many times they need it. No matter how many times. Amen? Verse 19, as we continue. I'm going to bust out my glasses here. All right. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to, dis to divorce her quietly. 
So verse 19 expresses one of Mary's probable concerns as it explains that Joseph resolved to divorce her quietly. She probably was thinking that. And the verse begins with, and her husband. Again, that's why I wanted to explain betrothal to you guys. Which after knowing a bit more about betrothal, we know it is not an error in the Bible as some might try to argue or point out. It's not. The Bible gives a very brief description of Joseph, right? Very brief description of Joseph here in this, in this passage of Scripture. But man, what a description. What a description that Joseph being a just man. You might say, well, what is that? Well, translation, there's a lot that gets lost in translation, right? From the original text, from the original language to English. There's a lot that gets lost in there. But that's an awesome description. Some, translation, some translations have rightful, righteous, just, and righteous are good. In the Greek, it is the word dikaios. Dikaios. Meaning righteous, observing divine laws, consistent, virtuous. Meaning also those whose way of thinking, feeling, and acting is wholly conformed to the will of God. Wow, what a description. What a description of Joseph. In one little word. In one little word. Dichaios. Meaning righteous, observing divine laws, consistent, virtuous. Those whose way of thinking, feeling, and acting is wholly conformed to the will of God. All in. Joseph was all in. All in. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what, how, how long it's got to do, take. I'm in, God. I'm in, Father. All in. What a description of a godly man. What a description of a godly husband. What a description of a godly father. I can only hope that when I pass from this life to go be with my heavenly father, and I can only imagine, right? I can only imagine getting to heaven and just hugging Jesus and kind of peeking over his shoulder. I don't know if I'll still be short in heaven, right? We, who knows? We don't know what we're going to look like. But I think, you know, I'll still be peeking over Jesus' shoulder, like, and I'll see my family. I'll see my lost, my, you know, my loved ones. They're not lost, but they're in heaven. And it brings me so much encouragement to continue this race, Amen to see my son, to see my child that I, we never met. Just so many things that God has helped us through. It's amazing. It's amazing. But we see this description of Joseph. And wow, if, if I can just be two of those words, that'd be great. You know, if I can be some of that some of that description, if that can be used to describe me in my walk with the Lord and how I was with my wife and how I, what type of father I was to my children, that'd be awesome. That would be great. But Joseph, not knowing or not believing that this child was from the Holy Spirit yet, could not have gone through with the marriage due to his righteousness. Due to his righteousness. And yet he, pur he purposed. This is where he's compassionate. Yet, in his heart, he purposed to do this as quietly as possible, as to not bring her any shame, the scripture says. That's hard, because we all know when we're right, we want everyone to know that we're right. We want to be able to say, I told you so. 
We do. We want everyone to know it. And Joseph's like, how do I do this as quietly as possible? How do I do this where it's not going to cause her death? How do I do this where it doesn't bring shame upon her and her family? How, how do I do this? He's purposing this in his heart. How do I know that? Well, the scripture tells me that. Perhaps he's remembering the word of God. Psalm 45, 17. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his works. God is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his works. That's something I need to work at. Because sometimes I can be righteous, not bragging, right? Just I know I'm, I'm doing the right thing in the eyes of God, but I'm not kind. I'm not. I got something to do for the Lord. Oh, this is so important. No, brother. No, 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 no wife, no children. No, I got this to do. I got this to do. I need to learn how to be both at the same time, like my father God is, righteous and kind at the same time. And so perhaps that's what Joseph is drawing upon, the word of God from Psalms. And he's like, okay, right? We don't know. But it seems like it is as we continue in the scriptures here. So a point real quick from verse 19. May we strive to be just. May our way of thinking, feeling, and acting be wholly conformed to the will of God. May we be just. May we strive to do that. We'll never get there. I understand. To the day of completion, amen? But we can strive to do it. I know my sister shared yesterday about how my mom had no quit in her. And I know that's passed on to us because, man, when we latch on to something, my brother, my sister, myself, even our, it passed down to our children. We latch on to something. We want to do it, man. We're like pit bulls. We don't let go of it till we're done. And I know that was in my mom. So as we strive, as we, as we, let's latch on to that. Let's try with all we have to obtain this, to be just, that our way of thinking, feeling, and acting be wholly conformed to the will of God. Amen? Verses 20 and 21. You might say, well, just leave those on, Jimmy. I can't see when I leave them on. Well, I'm sorry. Anyway. But as he considered these things, behold... An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. How do I know this bothered Joseph? The scripture just told us. He kept thinking about it. He even fell asleep, I guess, thinking of this. It was worrying him. Because the angel came to him in the dream. So verses 20 and 21, they have an angel of the Lord coming to Joseph as he thought about this action he was going to take, right? He's like, man. It seemingly bothered Joseph to go through with this, and the thoughts followed him into his sleep. Or he fell asleep as he pondered his course of action. The word there, behold, in the Greek is idu. I was going to say a horrible joke with that, so I won't. But idu. Matthew really enjoys using this word. You'll see in the Gospel of Matthew that he uses behold quite often. And it's pretty cool that he does, though, because behold, or you do in the Greek, is used to give emphasis. Kind of like, hey, listen up. You know, get a little louder, right? There's an emphasis going on there. Behold, check this out. Listen up. Little emphasis, right? 
And so Matthew uses this word quite often in his writings. Behold, listen up, check this out. An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph calling him son of David. So just as Matthew uses the word behold to bring forth emphasis, the angel uses the phrase son of David to get Joseph's undivided attention. Son of David. And, and even in his dream, you know, Joseph's like, hmm, wait a minute. This term is a reference to Joseph's legal lineage to the throne of David. He is of that royal lineage. Why did God have the angel use this term? Scripture doesn't tell us. Bible scholars have theorized that it was to show that Jesus would be connected to this lineage once Joseph adopted him, or that Joseph was so down in the dumps over the assumed infidelity of the love of his life and this decision that he had to make, could be too, or to remind Joseph of who he is in the Lord. I don't know. But Pastor Chuck Smith once said, when I don't know the answer to a question about God, I turn to what I do know about him. So what do we know about God? Well, I know that God is sovereign. He knows all. He's in complete control. I know that. What else do I know about God? I know that God has a purpose for every one of us. Every one of us. I don't care how you came into this world. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it. 